0: Okay, thanks a lot. Um, This is Nick Bell from News International. Um, And obviously, when you think about News International over the last year or so, there's only really been one story in town, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And of course, that story is digital product strategy. Um, So, with that in mind, Nick is a digital product uh, director, um, only four months into the job. First corporate, big corporate job I think, and actually before that you spent a lot of time as an entrepreneur, as a startup guy, um, a former teenage.com success story. Could you briefly see your entrepreneurial career?
1: Yeah, so it seems, seems like a long time ago when I first started, but um, when I was 16 I created a, an online property called teenfront.com, I don't really refer to it as a business because uh, we never made any money, but <laughs> we exited the site in 2000. So I sold it from uh, from my bedroom, if you like. Um, you made some money. Made some money, yeah. Um, and it was an interesting uh, an interesting way to start off from you know creating a, a website in in my bedroom to going to uh, work for a, a larger organisation and then from there uh, it sort of built momentum and I left school um, much initially to my sort of parents dismay, left school and then uh, sort of continued on um, creating businesses, investing in businesses um, before (coughs) joining uh, a slightly different organisation which was uh, News International. So I joined a little over a year ago, been in my current role as you say for for about four months Um, but uh, along the way I've uh, created uh, businesses including Sunbed Shops inside Tesco. Um, so, a little bit uh, off the, the beaten track for me. Um, uh, other online properties, um, audiovisual businesses, so uh, mainly in the technology space, but yeah, over the last sort of 10, 10 11 years of focused in technology space.
0: And so you were brought into the technology or product team by uh, Paul Cheeseborough, I think, along with some other people from Apple and Google. Um, to inject some of this entrepreneurial startup spirit into News International to make it more agile and iterative. Um, how? What have you been doing there? How is that manifesting in some of the products that News International has?
1: So, I joined News International at a really interesting time. Um, it was sort of a few months following the, the introduction of our pay for content strategy, which uh, obviously placing a uh, paywall in front of the the Times and the Sunday Times properties. Uh, and also, uh, a few months after <coughs> launching onto the uh, tablet, so onto, we, we launched on the same day as the uh, iPad in the UK, the Times product. Yeah. Um, and I think both of those two elements created a lot of excitement around um, digital all of a sudden. So, you know, i talking to people who've been in the industry for 30 years they'd never really been particularly interested in digital. But I think a couple of things, the form factor of the tablet led to um, people being able to sort of touch, hold, feel, read sort of a linear style experience yeah. in, a, in a similar way to a newspaper. And so it's something they could connect with. Uh, and also, um, you know, the, the fact that we were placing a value around the journalism, again, um, was something they felt far more comfortable with. So I think it was an interesting time to join. I think it would be fair to say that when we joined um, the, the IT department, as it was then known, was, was, a, it was a department where things would be thrown over the fence, um, they would pick them up. They would deliver something back. It was it was not a department that was was leading the conversation, um, and I would say really inputting into the conversation in a in a particularly innovative manner. Mm. And one of the things that Paul did um, when he came in was to um, sort of recruit a a team uh, and inject a culture which was very much about innovation, about um, sort of enterprise, and you know uh, trying to inject sort of that entrepreneurial spirit into what we do. I think you know we're at the sort of start of a journey there but I think over the, the past year there's been a huge change in that culture, um, there's been a huge change in the, the profile of people we recruit um, and I think you know, over the next sort of 6 to 12 months the, uh, the, hopefully the, the reward of that, that change will start to, to sort of bear fruit.
0: So what are some of the, the biggest challenges in um, changing the mindset or the, the culture in a legacy publisher and, and how are you doing it exactly?
1: I think one of the key things for us is trying to uh, engage the the traditional journalists uh, with digital. I mean, you know, you, you look at someone like Gordon Smart, who is the the showbiz editor on uh, Bazaar, and uh, if you bump into him in a, in a lift and you say, "Oh, wait, where are you off to now?" and you you know, he just reams off names, and it's it's sort of you know, they say that. Uh, the, the biggest name dropper, as Elton John told me, is XYZ. And he, he's a little bit like that. It's, you know, I'm going to see Rihanna or whatever. And you, you will, a couple of days later, you'll see a, a write up in the paper. Um, actually, we, and, you know, I think Gordon's one of the people who acknowledged this, but there's a whole lot more we could do around that in terms of creating multimedia content mm. uh, in terms of um, you know engaging in a social piece around that and, and actually just trying to, to lead the journalists to, to realize that it's not just the one or two editions a day of the paper that they're printing but there's this constant real-time um, platform or platforms available to them which they can mm. they can exploit and use and I think you know trying to integrate that culture into the newsrooms difficult you know traditionally um, the, the online team, uh, as you know, they still sort of refer to themselves as, although they're sort of multi-platform now, and the, the traditional print guys sit separately. So geographically, the the, the barrier is there, and they're different teams. Um, they have different sort of uh, success criteria. So you know, it's not quite aligned. I think over the, the last few months, we've started to to knit that f- uh, sort of uh, together, and it, it's becoming far closer. And if we look at the Times, for example. Um, the pay-for content strategy acted as a catalyst for that, but those guys are now getting much, much closer. Um, I think uh, on the Sun we, we, there is still a little bit of work to do, but I think we really acknowledge um, what we're trying
0: to do there and you know, those guys are starting to, to really gel. So what about the culture of um, building products, building these new services and additions? Where is the balance between, like, are you build, building these things in-house and has that involved turning, turning around development process? Or is it, is it sometimes easier to commission something from an independent production house because they may be not encumbered by some of the issues you have to deal with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our preferred route with this stuff is to really build in-house talent. Uh, and uh, if you look at where we, where we sort of came from when I joined the organisation, it was, it was very traditional enterprise IT. It would be a large project which would get delivered. Um, the success criteria were probably uh, in this order sort of money, then time. The, the, the actual quality of the product was probably third. Um, I think it would be a slow, long process so, you know, three to six months to do a major piece of work and then that would get delivered. That team would be, then be disbanded or go and work on something else. And I think we, you know, we're moving very much uh, more towards and or, or have moved towards a, a product stream where we have key products. There is a team who work on those. We constantly iterate. Um, you know, f- uh, feedback, iterate, feedback, iterate. And very similar to um, the the lady from the FT, there it's it, it's about listening to the customer, making sure um, that um, you know we're, we're taking that feedback on board. That we're doing regular drops, and you know that the product is constantly moving and
0: evolving. Yeah. So. So, so you're an investor, or you have invested in your own companies in the past. Is that something you're trying to bring into News International Culture as well? I mean, News Int has previously invested in some property classifieds websites, but has disposed of that area. Is it something the company is still interested in? I think
1: we, you know, in terms of the, the investment piece, you know, whether, whether we make direct investments in businesses is a slightly different matter like the park. But in terms of working with smaller, more uh, sort of agile companies, smaller, Companies who, you know, and I say taking a risk, I don't think that's fair, um, but actually, you know, being prepared to not necessarily work with the IBMs of the world, but to work with the, the smaller startups mm. um, or work with companies who we feel are best of breed or you know, certainly on that trajectory to, to, to greatness is key. And I think if you, if you look at some of the key partners that we've we now uh, work with, that's certainly the case.
0: So, what are some examples of
1: that? So, an example I think would be uh, a company like LiveFire who provides uh, our commenting platform. Right. So, they um, when when we start when we engage with those and actually um, implement those guys on the site, they've raised a small seed round, um, but had not, um, you know, not actually, you know, it's about five hundred thousand dollars. But we're not heavily funded. We had huge confidence in the management team and the product. But more importantly, in the vision there, and I think that's now starting to pay off. And right. as a, as a company, they've gone on to to raise a lot more cash. They've you know grown the business at a huge rate of knots. They've improved the product at a huge rate of knots over the past six to twelve months. And now they're engaging with, uh, or or now they're a, pr- a provider to some very large companies. So,
0: so do you find yourself hanging out in Shoreditch and Silicon Roundabout a lot? Um, is that important as much as whopping? I know. Pearson is quite entrenched in Tech Hub, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: there's there's a few, th- so I don't think it's just in the UK. I think we're, we're keen to engage in the, um, I hate the term, but the startup scene. And, yeah. you know, uh, for us, it's about three things. It's about making sure that, uh, you know, that, that our team are, uh, well, I think that fundamentally, we're all interested so that the team that's come in there is is naturally interested in that space. Um, you know, amongst my peers, uh, at the sort of, at the six or seven sort of, of my peers, um, five or six of us probably invest in businesses as well. And I think from that point of view um, we're, we're naturally interested. I think you know there's monitoring and tracking companies uh, and talent uh, and also you know there's a lot of opportunities there to, to work with those companies and you know, see what themes are coming out and seeing how we can integrate that into our thinking and strategy
0: going forward. So I guess the majority of your of News International's digital portfolio is is now paid uh, products. Um, The Times um, Pay Wall is what a year and a half old now. Um, Any any update on how successful that's been?
1: Yes, I mean I think you know we're continuing to invest in it. I think, being completely honest, I was very surprised as uh, going into that business. the success of that, that product. You know, I think it shows that people want to are willing to pay for content. I think for us the you know the, the the dirty sort of paywall word is is sort of frowned upon, but in fact it's it's just a it's a payment point. It's it's a till. If we get our product good enough and the content's good enough then hopefully people will pay. And that that certainly seems to be the case so far. I mean, you know, the the last numbers that we released were in September. Um, and there were about 115,000 paying subscribers from, from our digital products that had grown 10% in that quarter mm. and that growth is continuing and you know I know that when we release our, our next set of numbers we'll, we'll do so w- with a smile and you know we've now got real confidence in the business model um, I think for us the challenge is making sure that we we continue to evolve those products that we continue to um, offer value for money and I think we continue to Give people content where they want it. So whether it be, you know, on the, the latest smartphone device, whether it be on the Kindle, you know, you know, on the Kindle Fire, connected TV, all of those pieces join together, and we need to provide value for money with good experiences where people want it.
0: And I guess whether you consider it a, a success or a failure depends which angle you come at it from. So I know <coughs> some commentators say that you know obviously the audience has fallen off a cliff. And you're now publishing to relatively a pamphlet-level audience, but of course the other side of the coin is sustainability, and we can't go on losing money hand over fist.
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know the the audience is still substantial. Um, you know, over a quarter of a million people still have access to our digital products for The Times, um, but the key thing for us is engagement. Um, if, uh, if, you look at, um, if, you, if you look at our products, um, the iPad product, for example, um, over 60% of people read the iPad edition more than, uh, six times a week. So, I mean, that's a huge engagement. If you look at the website, people are spending three times longer on the website than, than they were previously, which is showing that they place value in it, which is showing that they're truly engaged. Um, I think uh, if you also look at the, the audience that we have, uh, on those products, then they're also a very attractive audience for advertisers. So if you look at again the iPad product, um, you know the average um, salary of the, the iPad subscri- or the, the iPad reader is one hundred and nine um, you know, thousand pounds. You know over fifteen percent of the audience reading the iPad uh, on a daily basis earn in excess of two hundred thousand pounds a year. So it's it's a very it's a very attractive audience for advertisers, um, and I think. It, you know, you, you could say um, you could say that the audience. Well, it would be true to say that the, the the volume is is decreased, but I think the value of the, our audience has certainly increased hugely.
0: Yeah, I was on the tube this morning, and um, amongst uh, you know a, a throng of people reading free sheets, um, there was this lone lady standing up and reading the Times iPad app. I was curious as to how how typical that is, but also it struck me that maybe there's sort of a divergence in the industry between you know, the mass market going more mass market, going free and trying to sell ads at scale, and then the likes of The Times with you know going for this very premium audience even more so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, and as I'm sure you, you agree, Rob, is what what we're all interested, what certainly you and I are interested in at this moment Time is quality journalism, right? And I think if you look at things like investigative journalism, if you look at, um, you know, sending foreign correspondents to, to wherever it may be Libya or wherever it may be. That you know, you need a, a solid business model behind that. And I think what we're really keen on is maintaining um, our level of quality journalism. And I think that the you know the analogy that you gave there about the free paper against the you know the paid for uh, option on the tube is 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 kind of relevant. Um, to the to the longer to, you know to to the the, uh, the longer term view but i think in the short term where we want to focus is is uh, is on that engagement piece and also making sure that we improve our products because i think you know there there are certain areas where um, we're going to be really focused over the next sort of 6 to 12 months and that is actually on customer satisfaction and making sure that our products uh, uh being released Regularly, and every release we do is
0: is based on customer feedback. so what do you mean by engagement necessarily, because a lot of people say "Oh my god, i can 't link to your stories through social media or less. is that how do you accomplish engagement therefore?" Yeah, so you know,
1: when I refer to engagement, it's about people's personal one-to-one engagement with the product. But you you raise an interesting point there about sharing, and sharing is something that has been, uh, you know, within the within the the, the whopping headquarters, has been a hotly debated topic. Um, You know, I think over the the the, the next sort of uh, six months, you will see um, us rewarding our our paid for are uh, paying subscribers, sorry, um, with the ability to share amongst their network. And I think that's going to that's be an interesting piece for us. Um, I think, you know, we, we've watched with interest um, the launch of um, other newspapers' apps onto Facebook. Um, and I think um, we have yet to see where the true value lies there, and I think you know if you if you speak to the likes of the Guardian and the independent they probably agree on that yeah you know, it 's it's, it's a huge platform it 's a great way to, to get a lot of eyeballs on your content it 's a great way to increase your brand presence in that space but actually trying to derive direct you know monetary value from from those users is still a challenge and I think you know we 're monitoring that space with interest and I think we 're keen to uh, place again more value um, or give more value to our paying customers and if, if they want to share content with, with their direct friends then w-
0: we're going to enable that. Excuse me, so how does the fact that people now have to pay for this stuff impact on product development? Does it for example mean that the product has to be even better? How do you sort of iterate or do customers have an expectation of a, of a quality product and if if there is a flaw in it, or can you ship a beta product if people are paying, for example? So
1: I think f- for us, it's it's been it's been an interesting sort of learning curve in, in terms of how how and what customers want. I think um, I think we're we're now far more sort of tuned in to to those customers in terms of holding regular. Um, sort of focus groups etc which we'd expect but i think the key piece for us is we've done a huge amount of work uh on our data approach so um you know what having users uh, uh, sort of log to all of our products gives us a huge amount of insight which when we we start to build up the bigger picture allows us to see how and when they're using them so if i mean for example if you yeah you mentioned the commuter on the train this morning um that is that is That is a certain um, sort of sector who we've identified, and we will now be adjusting product according to the fact that people like to read on the way in in the morning, they like to read on the way home at night. So that doesn't only affect our product in terms of from a a true technology point of view, but also how and when we um, produce and publish content. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for example, uh, on, uh, we, we produced a special uh, edition of the um, iPad when Steve Jobs died and so we produced a, an afternoon edition of of, of the paper mm. and that had huge, um, a huge number of readers and a huge amount of positive feedback. So I think it, it's not only about the product but also how and when we publish content which becomes important.
0: Right. So, I mean I spoke about sustainability and I think for a lot of people there's sort of been this flight to sustainability. Has that made it sort of hard to innovate? Does it, how easy is it to take risks in a kind of environment where, you know, heck, we've got to we've got to retreat and we've got to become sustainable again? So I think
1: that is that is always was always going to be a challenge for us, and it's a challenge that we identify very early on. So um, we've recently introduced a, a, an R and D lab. So. Um, in a in a sort of slightly Google esque manner, every member of our uh, team now will will basically spend uh, one twelfth of their time cycling through the innovation lab. So it it it's the way that you know we were we were keen to make an investment and we were keen to make a, a, a sort of a reasonably large investment in that area. But we were also keen to make sure that that innovation was sort of ring fenced and protected without. Um, sort of, uh, I mean, a detrimental effect to our products. So you know, when the guys are in the lab, which is a separate space within the within the, the building, um, they're focused on innovation. They, they cycle through there, and it does it does a few things. It actually gives you know, and, and this is for everyone. So whether you're a, you're a tester or whether you are our, one of our rockstar developers, you will cycle through that. That team, and I think it just creates a space where they think about problems differently, they use different technologies, they, you know, they push themselves in, in terms of um, thinking, and some of the products that have come out of there now are really interesting, so you know we 've been through our first couple of cycles there, and w- what 's interesting is uh, we 've learned something from every single um, product that was created in, in the lab, and some of those will start to, to be baked back into our original Sort of core apps.
0: You said every team member will go through their lab. What team? Do you mean the whole company? The uh, the technology team, sorry, yeah. Okay. Another thing I was curious whether um, this has an impact on your um, willingness to take risk is, of course, the the hacking scandal. I mean, um, we talk about fail fast, and (coughs) on that, I guess, many people believe that News International fails spectacularly. Um, Does that mean? The company is less willing to take to take risk. It's a question
1: that I I thought you'd probably ask, but um, I think what's really when any large organisation experiences uh, some a dramatic change, whatever it may be, um, then it it certainly has has a big sort of impact, and I think. for us, this is a huge catalyst for change. Actually, so um, uh, Tom Mockeridge joined as CEO. Um, you know, when any when any new CEO joins an organisa- organization, organization going to be change. Um, and I think for us, yes. from a technology perspective and from a digital perspective, uh, again, we see that as uh, or, or we you know we like to think we saw it as an opportunity um, to to actually. Really drive forward some of the change, and uh, I, I, I would think I would say it's actually probably had the opposite effect of slowing us down. It's probably focused us far more on how we innovate, it's focused our minds on how we um, make sure that the, the customers who are paying um, for our uh, products on the, the Times and the Sunday Times uh, and the Sun on the, the iPad and uh, Phone products there um, are getting value for money <coughs> and making sure that we look after our customers. Um, so I think the focus is back on our customers again, which which I uh, I say again, but it, it is the focus is certainly increased uh, on, on our customers, and I think that's a, that's a good place to be.
0: So you actually had already um, relaunched the News of the World website with fees and with a brand new app yep. before the, the newspaper was um, taken over of the market. How how well did that fare? A lot of people. Was suspicious that you couldn't charge in the mouse market. I think what it
1: proved is that people, um, even in the the sort of uh, red top space, were willing to pay. Um, I think uh, I think it was it was very early days, uh, and you know one of one of my personal frustrations around that is we were we were about to roll out some. Um, some sort of tests and changes yeah, on those products to to um, pull some uh, to, you know to switch some the levers to see how we could actually engage in that audience and um, I, I don't know whether you remember we we started uh, allowing um, first click free for example so if a user came in from Google they would see the first story for free and we were trialing all of those elements and for us the news of the world was a great place to do that because um, you know it, it was a it was a brand. Um, that uh, you know was was innovative um, and i think uh, i think fr- from us it, you know it was it was early days but we we learnt a huge uh, we learnt a huge amount and i think it's it's just a shame for us in in that, in that particular instance that we didn't have a chance to see the results of some of the, the tests that we were carrying right, out so
0: where, um, how did those learnings in, uh, inform or, or where is the sun the sun's digital strategy now um, especially as regards payments it look, it looks like the It looks like you've shelved the notion that you could charge for the Sun online, certainly you haven't implemented any charges, the website hasn't had the same kind of refresh that News of the World did and yet you have introduced subscription payment on, on mobile, confident there. So will you? Has have, are you? Will you charge for Sun Online? What's happening?
1: So I think if you look, um, so we released our uh, Android smartphone product last week, um, and that is a paid for product. So it's initially sixty nine pence for a thirty day trial, and then uh, four ninety nine a month. Um, that went in. Uh, for, or I say went in. It sounds. It's not the music industry, but it um, that is now at number two in the in the paid newspaper charts. Um, so it shows that again, that audience is willing to pay. Um, no direct decision has been made around paywall for the Sun. Um, as I say, there's a lot of learnings that we can take from the News of the World. Although I think that was a, a separate proposition. I think one thing that we did learn from uh, the News of the World uh, is that it's very difficult to have a, a one-day proposition. You know, you're constantly trying to recruit that audience on a uh, on a Sunday in that in that case. Right. Uh, and I think if you look at the the Times and the Sunday Times, although they're separate brands. Um, you know in terms of uh, in terms of a customer's perception and the, the way we charge for them you get access to both so we don't have that issue yeah um so the sun is the sun we can't you know we can't place all of the learnings directly from the news of the world uh, onto the sun because you know it's a, it is a different proposition i think what we again are really confident about is that um uh, you know is that we want to um we want to uh, make sure that we maintain the levels of quality journalism and also the products, so you mentioned that the sun hasn 't had a refresh for a while. The sun is it is going to be an area of investment for us over the the coming sort of months and years uh, and I think we 're really keen to um, again listen to our customers and you know have a human centric approach to the to the designs that go out there you know News international traditionally um, took a took a very Uh, sort of one-man view to these things where somebody would come up with a design and that's what would get rolled out if the the editor approved. Uh, We now are going through a far more user-centred design approach Um, and I think that hopefully will mean that that some of the stuff (coughs) that we come out with over the coming sort of months and years will be far more interesting, exciting and and relevant to our audiences. Um, I think if we also look at products like Bingo, Bingo is hugely successful, Sun Bingo. Um, If you look at Dream Team. Um, you know, Dream Team has over a million players. Um, these are these are sort of uh, brand extensions which do very very well for the Sun, um, and so and people are willing to pay for those uh, in their in their millions. So, but not necessarily charging for content. So, as I said, no direct decision okay. to be made around uh, the Sun as yet in terms of pay for content.
0: Does anyone else want to chip in, or do you have any questions? There may be mics. Yeah, there's one down the front. Um, I used to be a Times reader um, digitally and physically, and now I'm not. And it was a subscription model that actually was the, was the barrier for me. I also work in an industry where subscription models are, are, are very quickly being dropped for a free to play model and microtransactions. So, how would uh, the Times sustain uh, a subscription business model going forward on the basis that I think you mentioned what? subscribing members. Back in September, yeah. Back in September. To me that just doesn't sound like a times readership number. You know, it sounds as like if you should be saying millions. Um, so so on that basis I just wonder what, what the future is for, for a times subscription model.
1: So I think you know as, as as I as I point out we're at the start of a journey. Um, we are learning all the time and um, you know, if you look at the, the the growth, that number continues to grow, which is which is certainly positive. I think you you mentioned there are also things like microtransactions, which is obviously an area which you know I'm sure over time we will explore um, in sort of in detail. I think you know what we're not saying with the times is that this is uh, this is a set. Um, you know, stu- like hard, uh, fast strategy. What we are saying is that at the moment is it's a success, and you know over time we will evolve and uh, we will we will sort of iterate around that strategy. Even I mean, I think what's key for us is adding value to the people who are paying, um, and in value an increasing amount of value. So I think we need to get better at uh, launching. Products more regularly. I think we need to get better at listening to our customers, and hopefully, those the first two of those you know we're well underway with. And I think we need to make sure that we look after the customers that we've got. So, people like yourself, who, who was a digital customer, remains a digital customer. I, mean, I think if uh, you know any business, any subscription business has has a key challenge of making sure they reduce churn, right? And I think for, we're, we're no different in, 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 to any other subscription business. If, if we can look after our customers that we've got and we can continue
0: to grow our customer base, then
1: then we end up in a fairly good place.
0: The, the model that's come to the fore has been the, the meter, whereby you let out a certain quote of stories, FT, New York Times, yeah. proved quite successful. It, are you... Are you hard and fast locked into the the, the, the wall, or might you be prepared to let, let some stories out, with the exception of yesterday's leader?
1: So I think if we look at uh, if we look at yes uh, sorry if we look at if we look at the, the subscription piece and the metered piece, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting question, and I mean we have actually taken that question back to our um, customers on a a very regular basis, and they keep telling us that they don't want that to be they don't want that. That system. Um, they don't want that, that that strategy. They want to um, they want to be you know have a level playing field. So if they're paying for content, then other people are also paying for content. I think where you know going back to the sharing piece, where we do want to add value, and where we do see uh, an opportunity for us is allowing people to share content with their their friends and you know. How we do that is, is yet to be finalized, but we do think that there is value for people if they can share content with their friends and family. Right. Didn't
0: mm-hmm. MB want to come in? Hi. Hi. Uh, a quick question about your app, which is very newspaper based. And mm-hmm. you, you, you pointed out yourself that you're out with a new addition for the Steve Jobs thing, um, where others, us included, the FT, uh, just have an app that, as soon as you publish anywhere, is there. Yeah. It goes there. Um, what, why do this addition format, and what are the
1: benefits of sticking with that? So that, that is that it's really the addition based question is very interesting. I think we will, uh, you know, again our customers have told us that they like the addition based. They like the, the the linear experience, if you like, of being able to to read through the paper and know they haven't missed anything. They feel that. Um, if it's a constantly updated app, real-time app, if you like, then there's a chance that they won't, you know, be up to speed on that. And we're looking at we're looking at sort of um, features to allow people to to have a, a mix of both. Um, but I think that the real-time piece is something that we'll certainly be exploring over the coming months. And I think um, if you look at uh, you know some of the biggest stories that have hit, we have we have injected breaking news into into the app. Um, it is something we can do from a technical point of view um, I think it's a, it's a way where it, it, I think we need to come up with a uh, a way of surfacing that to the user so that you can separate those experiences
0: each of your digital products is notably a manifestation of the print product that went before it mm-hmm. there's Is there any room for disaggregation or any new digital brands so I think if you look at
1: uh, if you look at the sun. Um, uh, I don't think so. Our iPad product on the sun at the moment is a is a PDF of the paper, and it's it's really interesting. It's uh, it's a product which I personally don't like. Um, you know, I don't want to read a, a PDF of the newspaper on my iPad. Having said that, we probably get. In terms of positive comments for any of our products, we probably get as many positive comments for the PDF as we do negative comments. So it's a real fifty-fifty divide. Right. And I think, um, I think if you look at the sun, um, the sun is uh, is you know that I think their mantra is to. Uh, Entertain, a maze and engage on every page, um, or something like that. I can't quite quite remember what it is, but uh, if you if you look at that it, it is about entertainment. It is about uh, an experience, and I think uh, on the Sun we will certainly uh, lean towards uh, an experience rather than a replication of the paper. Right. Who's question over that? Correct, Olivier naked uh, I represent uh, Microthings, and. Uh, <coughs> aside the discussion between uh, free and paid, there's the other one going on, subscription-based and open micropayments. You said that you're willing to explore it. Um, Why does it take so long uh, to realize that micropayments are a much better solution uh, as they are flexible, open, and uh, uh, readers uh, really like it? Do you have any opinions on that? So I think you know if you refer to micro payments on a, an article by article basis, that's we're exploring. If you look at a product like the Sunday Times, you can you can download an edition of the Sunday Times um, through um, through iTunes. So you know if you if you or through the app, but if you you know if you want if you want a, a one off edition, you can do that. Uh, on the on the News of the World, we allowed people to text in to to get access to to an edition. Um, and you know those are things that we have trialled in terms of um, the, the sort of metered or the, the article by article um, micropayments, uh, it, It's I, I think for us it's it's about get you know about creating a, a journey which makes that easy uh, and creating a journey which makes it very simple <coughs> and straightforward and transparent for the user. But that's where right, <coughs> I think for, from my point of view that's where my concerns would lie around around micropayments. You know if, if you are paying for, for one article. Uh, is is the is the sort of uh, hassle of doing doing so, um, uh, you know, warrant um, for one article piece. So you need to make it as frictionless as possible for the user. So it would be about getting that customer experience right. I think.
0: Good time for one more. Yeah. Hi, Peter Dupont from I'm also in the space of micro payments. What I've seen in many discussions with potential customers is that. Uh, and readers like Sergey uh, from the Sega is that they say, We want to pay, we want to even register. Uh, we just don't want to pay a subscription. We would like to have capabilities like pay as you go. If when I come, I just click on it, I'll get charged. When I don't come, I won't get charged. That type of. So there is today this huge chasm between the free and the uh, actual, actual uh, paywall, I would say, like like, like times pass. And in between, there's this 99% you're basically not covering, and then looking at ways to make it more frictionless, more, uh, should perhaps get much more attention to actually capture those unserved audience that would be willing to pay. What is your um, strategy of exploring
1: these type of questions? So, I mean, I think if, if you look at, if you, we're, we're very open to, to sort of look at different strategies. So we we recently did a deal with Orange. Um, So uh, the the Times now appears in the uh, swappables package. So uh, if you sign up for a tariff, I think you get two um, swappables a month, which you can choose two content. Uh, partners and The Times is in that, so if you 're an orange subscriber, you not only don 't pay for for the subscription you, you access that through orange but you also don 't pay for data so it is an interesting uh, an interesting deal that we 've done there it's it 's one that 's not been heavily publicized, but I think uh, that that shows that we are willing to to innovate we are willing to try new things but the key thing for us is is about listening to customers um, you know if we if if potential customers or, or customers want to, to pay in that manner, then we'll certainly explore it. But as I say for us at the moment, I think it's, it's about focusing on providing value and um, you know, making sure our products um, provide the most value for our, for, our paying subscri- uh, for our paying subscribers and potential paying subscribers.
0: Okay. So I, th- I think I'm uh, ready to throw to Uyala if that's right, but before I do, I'd just like to thank Nick. That was really interesting.